Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Blake Rafino, this is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Massive show in store for you tonight as camp is back and we were out there taking in all of the football, all of the LSU football. Let me specify that I can. We're back. We are back. Unlike Texas, we're back. Football is back. Texas is not. So we're going to run through all of camp day one. Give you some individual players that I wrote down in my handy dandy notebook. Some of the starters. And just my overall thoughts of day one. So it is a jam-packed show. My bad. Don't know what just happened there. <laughs> it is a, what did you do, producer Zach? You can never trust a guy with Tim Tebow-sized hair. My goodness. My goodness. Come on, Tim Tebow. What did you do to my stream? I, it was gone, and then it wasn't. Nevertheless, we got a lot of football here tonight. We'll talk about individuals. We'll talk about team drills, what we saw. And listen, this might be a Rafino's rant, but you don't want to. you never want to overreact to day one. Right? You never, ever, ever. And quite honestly, you never re overreact to one day unless there are multiple days that a position group does not hold up. Then you start worrying. Right? Then, and only then, can you start worrying. But right now, there's no time to panic. You're probably asking yourself, well, Blake, why would you, why would you say that? And I would say because the offense not only won the day, in my opinion, they completely took over today's to the first day of camp. They were virtually unstoppable. Now, the defense was going a lot of man-to-man. -man. We'll break down what we saw. Jane Daniels, Garrett Nussmeyer both look really stinking good. But what does that say about your DB unit that Brian Kelly said he was worried about? He kind of downplayed it and said, well, they're in man-to-man -man coverage. Well, they're going to be in man-to-man -man coverage during the season, too. I, I mean, you're going to be in man-to-man -man coverage during the season. So, nevertheless, we'll talk about a lot of camp. I do continue to get a lot of questions about recruiting. Guys, I'm going to direct you to our message board. I, I mean... I'm just going to direct you there. AYSSnetwork.com slash form. That's where you got to go. If you're not signed up, guys, it's seven bucks a month. For the down and dirty details, go to the message board, AYSSnetwork.com, and we'll go through that. Around your SEC, some other schools 
had their day one, day two of camp. Some things we're hearing around. Look, Alabama, all of a sudden, they might have a quarterback. Yeah, okay. It's day one. It's day one. So, yeah. So, yeah. We'll talk about all of it. We'll talk about all of it. Casey Thibodeau says, Blake Rafino, you got so excited he prematurely exited. It's true. Blake Rafino, he got so excited he prematurely prematurely blew his blew his load. Man, Casey out here just going for the jugular. My goodness, on this day of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, on August the third, two thousand three, like calm down. <laughs> Aaron Broussard says, hashtag ask Blake, did you happen to see what side of the ball Fitzgerald West was on? He was on defense. I still think he's a great center and would uh and solid for D line depth. Yeah. He was he was on the defensive line. And kid wants to play D line, man. I, I think that some I think there's gonna have to be some point that someone's gonna have to go to him and say, Hey, you might want to go back. But there's a lot of depth there, and we'll talk about that here tonight. So what we're gonna do, it's gonna be like an old school show. If you have questions during the show. Producer Zach's going to flag them, and we're going to get them up there. If you send Super Chats in, those questions get answered first. So if you're on YouTube, you send in Super Chats, those questions get answered first. So we'll roll through all this. I'll give you my thoughts in the beginning. Send in those comments. Send in those chats, and we'll get to as many of them as – well, we'll get to all the Super Chats. We'll get to as many comments uh, here tonight. As we can. As football's back, I think they got the Hall of Fame game going, right? They got the Hall of Fame game going. So, can watch this, can watch that. But nobody's playing. (laughs) I mean, like, Aaron Rodgers isn't even playing. So, yeah, that is what it is. Third T says, how about John Emery was not out there today. Brian Kelly alluded to him with his internship um finishing uh his his last day and he'll be out there tomorrow so uh good to have John Emery back and Brian Kelly was excited for him he was pumped up for him John Emery about look man he had some things he had to do some academically he did them and Brian Kelly was fired up man it got him going it's like hey man we told him he needed to do x y and z and not only did he do it he did it in flying and and Great, uh, great, I don't remember the word he used. I remember it stood out to me, but he just said it was amazing how he responded and reacted and got everything done. So he was not out there today, but um, did look good. David Ward says, did Zy Alexander get out there for DB drills? How did he look? Well, he started. He was with number one. He was with the number ones. And quite honestly... The truth is he was easily the best DB you had out there. Easily. I mean, easily the best DB today. Again, it's day one, but he completely, uh, (laughs) he was just all over Malik when they threw him. I mean, he did not get burned. He was there. He gave up some catches. He broke up some passes, though. Of all the DBs, he was the best today. We'll talk about all that, though. Any uh, though here tonight, I saw something about Brain Montgomery, guys. I, I mentioned it last uh, uh, yesterday. I mentioned it on Tuesday. I, I don't know what else I could say. I, I've already said like a thousand times. Um, I think it comes down to him going back to Stanford or him going to Mississippi State. Though last week we came on the show and said, "Man, there's a lot of smoke." around him but i i have not heard anything and that has held true that is held true i know that jay met with him but i i don't think jay sold him enough to be here now could he make up change his mind and make a decision yeah i mean because in recruiting in recruiting me saying that just then he could have picked up the phone and called jay johnson and said he wanted to come to lsu right now but though it does not feel that way it does not feel that way all right, a couple more before we get rolling. We'll get to a lot of these, Zach. We'll just... Because a lot of these are in here. 
So yeah, send in your super chat, send in the comments. We'll get to all your questions in that because if I start now, we won't get to the break and then people start getting mad. And so yeah. So yeah. I did say, did y'all see this? Texas uh, thinks that uh, Arch Manning's the second coming of uh, Joe Burrow. Did y'all see that? They think that, you know, he's the second coming of Jesus Christ himself because he completed one deep pass against air to a walk-on wide receiver. Come on, man. Come on, man. All right. Let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share if you're on Facebook. Do us a favor. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Hit that like and share. Share to your own social media pages or your own Facebook groups, whatever you have, wherever you want to share. Please do it. That helps us with the algorithm. It helps us with the uh, the views and growing in the show. Do us a favor by doing that. If you're on YouTube, do the same. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like 50% of you are not watching, I mean, are not subscribed that are watching. Come on, man. Come on, man. Just hit that subscribe button. You know you're coming back anyway, baby. You know you're coming back anyway. Just hit that subscribe button and notification bell. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. Let's talk about our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. or good friends over at Bet Online. Don't go anywhere. Day one of camp. I'm going to give you everything that I, I saw and how I think th- <laughs> some things might have to pick up a little. But again, don't overreact. It's day one. We break it down all next. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM, Vardo, and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're, We're back. back. And all of you saying, oh, well, football's back. We're watching it on NBC. No, you're not. You're going to watch the first five minutes, and then you're going to click off because that's what you always do. It's what you always do. Come on. C. King from the Talking Tigers uh, page on Facebook says, Jordan Allen, side-eye, side-eye, side-eye. Yeah, number six now. Jordan Allen was out there starting. We'll talk about him uh, here tonight. Bo Jack says, what? The DBs look like not that great today. They did not have a good day. Um, but, I mean, they're going to respond. I think they'll be fine. I do think that they'll be fine. We'll talk about that. Tyler says the possibility of having a two birds with one stolen type of situation Thursday with Colin and Durham. Uh, sub to the forum. You'll find out. Could be. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Don't don't overthink it. Don't overthink what's going on here. All right, one more before we get rolling. Roger Dugas says, seems like Simmons putting out a lot of LSU stuff. Usually that's a sign he's leaning Texas. Yeah, every recruitment's different, and I feel fine. I have my pick in for a reason. Wouldn't just put it out there for, for no reason. All right, a lot of last one. Bojack says, Blake, who will be the starting interior D-line? So with that, let's talk day one of camp. Listen. Like I mentioned earlier, there's no reason to overreact. You shouldn't. 
I, you get that. I get that. Everybody gets that. You're not in pads. You're not in full gear. It's day one. But, but this offense looked pretty good today, especially with timing. Handoffs didn't look too bad. Now, there was one time that Garrett Nussmeyer got yelled at for a t- couple toss plays, and, and Joe Sloan was screaming at him about a knuckleball. Yeah, I don't. that doesn't really bother me, man. It really doesn't bother me. Running backs, you're really deep. You got you, – I mean, I, you can't count that many. You can't count that high if you're from Louisiana how many running backs they got. They're loaded there with depth and very good quality depth. Armani Goodwin was back, was wearing the knee brace. Uh, Josh Williams ran with the ones – when it was time, and then Logan Diggs and Noah Kane split sometimes in there with the one reps as well. I thought Caleb Jackson looked like a dude. I thought the true freshman from Baton Rouge looked like a dude and didn't look bad catching the football. Now what's going to happen when he gets on full pads and he's, you know, he doesn't have the full range of motion because he's kind of compact a little bit? We'll have to wait and see. But today's day is all offense. I do agree with Brian Kelly today because Cobble and I were talking about it at practice. And then Cobble led off the question part of things and asked Brian Kelly, like, hey, man, your DB, the DBs, I mean, it was a, it was a rough day, and it was. I mean, Deuce Chestnut was throwing up behind us. The heat was, the heat was a mother. The heat was a mother. It was Jacoby Stevens, believe it or not, Zach, I forgot to tell you this. Jacoby Stevens, the new grad assistant and coach on this team that got Deuce Chestnuts back out there. So Jacoby Stevens is back on the team and back with LSU. Good to have him back. I think he graduates next week, somebody told me. And so he's back. He's going to be around LSU. So good for him. I mean, he's a national championship winning safety. Good to have him back in the building. Bottom line is, I thought both quarterbacks performed at a very high level. Jane Daniels throwing the ball down the field with pretty damn good accuracy. Guys, he was on one today. Missed some throws here and there during warmups, but during team, during the times where he was supposed to, seven on seven, team drills, my man was on one. So was Garrett. And Jaden, obviously, there's no pressure around, and I get that. There's no pressure. There's not any D lineman in your face. Uh, Harold Perkins isn't running you down. I, I'm with you. I get it, right? Like, I, 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 you can't emphasize enough. Like, I, we're with you. I get you. But what if he were to have a clean pocket and a team's running seven on seven or you're running man-to-man coverage and it's a seven on seven type of scenario? My man looked really good. Multiple times hitting go routes to Chris Hilton. One that was broken up late by Denver Harris, but hitting Shelton Sampson in stride. I mean, and Shelton had three or four steps on Denver Harris and slowed down a little bit from a Garrett Nussmeyer throw that was in the past that was break, broken up. Jalen Brown, uh, Kai Prian, man, they all looked good. But the one that, I mean, the ones that stood out to me is your starting three. The guys that ran out there with the starting three were Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, and Kyron Lacey. All three of them had a really damn good day. And then there were times when Aaron Anderson and situations would line up in the slot, and my goodness gracious, great balls of fire, you're not going to be able to keep him off the field. You might as well call him 7-Eleven. Because all day long, he was wide open. I get it. You're playing man-to-man. But are you going to tell me that there's not going to be a situation during the season where teams aren't playing man-to-man coverage against you? Hell yeah, they will. Hell yes, they will. And quite honestly, your receivers ate today. So the reports that have been coming out all summer long about Jane Daniels, Garrett Nussmeyer, and others along with these receivers, 
getting their timing down, looking good offensively. Guys, you are light years, and I don't mean this lightly. I do not take this lightly. You are light years away. Like, I remember the first day of camp last year. You still had guys like Miles Brennan out there battling for the starting QB job. You were not this efficient. Not even close offensively. Defense had their number early. Well, today, the script was completely flipped because Jane Daniels forcing the ball down the field, it was kind of a thing of beauty. You can already tell that this unit and th those dudes have a connection. Malik Neighbors is, if he continues to do what he's doing, if he builds off the year that he had last year, he's going to be a first-round pick, man. And I don't know what got into Kyron Lacey, but I feel like Kyron Lacey somehow, some way got a got got his hands on. Remember the movie Space Jam? What was it called? Michael's Secret Juice? Pause. But you know what I mean. Because he was physical at the point of attack. And your DB struggle, man. And I get it. You're one-on-one. -on -one. There were times, though, I, look, this is not even remotely true. Like, I wrote down three times today in team period, they were running cover three. And if it was man-to-man -man coverage, you're going to have to explain to me why, you're, why are you backing out in zone. Because that was not man-to-man -man coverage. And you could tell that Jaden read the defense really quickly and got the ball out. Oh, you want to play in deep? I'm going to throw it to Malik. Oh, you want to play man-to-man? -man? I am going to rip you down the field, across the middle of the field with my big tight end, which we'll talk about him in a minute. But there were three tight ends today that made a massive impact. Mason Taylor had a massive catch over the middle where he was diving for it because the windows were really, really tight. And Jaden fitted it into a very small window, probably just a bit bigger than the size of a football, and Mason Taylor came down with it. But everybody ate. The only thing that I worried about or, or saw maybe that can be cleaned up a little bit is, and they're going to have to work on this, and they will, some of the timing, maybe, I, I, I thought, I could think of maybe three times in 250 passes that were thrown today. I'm like, ah, eh, that was missed. That timing was a little bit off. It's day one. Let's flip over to the other side of the ball. Let's flip over to the DBs for just a minute. This is how LSU started off. Now, let me just say, this is not how they are going to play defense. The D-line is who you expect it would be. It was Savion Jones. Makai Wingo was not out there because he's coming back off of injury. Jacoby and Guillory was the guy next up, but Makai Wingo was rotating in and out. You and I both know that's going to be Makai Wingo. Mason Smith, did he tear his ACL last year? Because you can't tell. And then Ovia Gofu, <laughs> my goodness. My goodness. That dude is an Adonis. Okay? So, Ovia Gofu, have yourself a day. Interesting, though. Interesting, though. The person that was rotating in some with Ovia Gofu, they had a pretty decent rotation at that jack position. Freshman Jackson Howard was getting some reps. So, that's something to be very interesting. That's very interesting that you have a freshman that, yeah, he, you know, he's a highly rated recruit. Maybe he didn't get the buzz that everybody else in that in the class did. But Jackson Howard getting some reps with the ones. Linebackers, you know who they are. It was Omar Spates and it was Harold Perkins. Behind them was Greg Penn and Wes Weeks. And then I guess you could just say the Weeks brothers were both behind them. But a really good depth a really good depth that you have at linebacker. Greg Penn had a pretty damn good day. Uh, he looks like he's cleaned up a little bit. He looked really good. So good for Greg Penn. And he was flying around the football. So that front seven, you know, could be pretty, 
pretty nasty. But the DB unit, so they started off with this five here. You had Zy Alexander, Major Burns, switching his number to number eight from 28. Jordan Allen, the Acadiana man himself, number six this year. He started at free safety. Greg Brooks was in the slot. And then you had uh, Deuce Chestnut at the other corner. Uh, safe, there, I thought Major Burns had a pretty good day. Um, there were a couple times that he could have, he almost had a pick on Nussmeyer, but it got knocked out of his hands by Jordan Allen. And then uh, Allen just, he, he struggled a little bit for a day one kid. Day one starter running with the ones. He had a, um, he had an interesting day. So did Greg Brooks. Greg Brooks also had a, an interesting day. Uh, Deuce Chestnut just kind of trying to get back with it. I think was a little bit rusty. Um, but I, I will admit that Brian Thomas gave him, you know, gave him the work today. Uh, but let's see how Deuce responds. He, You could kind of tell the heat was kind of getting to him a little bit. As he, like I mentioned earlier, was behind us throwing up. I mean, my, the heat really got to my man. But I think from a DB unit, Zy Alexander from Southeastern really shined today, man. He was there were times where, yeah, he was giving up some catches, but there were just really perfectly thrown balls that he just could not get to, but was there to make the tackle on Malik Neighbors and Kyron Lacey. One of them, Kyron tried to bully him a little bit and go, you know, get his hands on him and get off of the route. But Zy Alexander was right there, man. He's a big corner. He's six three. Probably 195, 200, 205, somewhere in that range. But he looked really good. I do wonder about this DB unit after today. Can they respond? Will they respond? I think that they will. You didn't have a pass rush on your quarterbacks, and that's a big thing, right? Like, that's a massive, massive thing. Not getting pressure on the quarterback, him being able to sit in the pocket clean and not have to worry about getting hit. It's a world of difference. It is a world of difference, right? But nevertheless, nevertheless, like I mentioned, like I mentioned, offense won the day. Not close. Sage, uh, I see this from Roger. We can get to a couple of these comments. Uh, Roderick says, where did Sage play? He was in the nickel, but he was running with the twos. Greg Brooks was in the nickel. Now, again, guys, like I mentioned, this is day one. They could go out there tomorrow and flip things all upside down, and there'll be new guys running with the ones in different positions. You never know. Chili says, how did Andre Sam look? Of the safeties, he was probably the best. Now, they had to clean some things up with him because he's playing a little bit of catch-up. You know, like he knew where to line up. He knew, you know, the calls and things like that. But I think just... How they want to play things schematically, he wasn't aware of. Guys, it's day one for him. You could tell by the end of practice, though. I mean, they were screaming for him to get on the field um, during team. So, guys were giving up, you know, really big chunk plays. One of them I remember um, to Aaron Anderson that they called uh, uh, Andre Sam out there to start taking away the middle part of the field. And I thought that he had a good day. So Alexander and Sam would be the two that I, I would say had the best day at that unit. Now, the question that I know some people will ask will be, what about Denver Harris? Um, yeah. So I, I just, I think Denver had a sluggish day um you know he did have a pass breakup on Shelton Sampson but like I mentioned Shelton beat him pretty bad Garrett underthrew it a little bit and you know that's the first time really Garrett Nosmeyer's throwing to him consistently I'm gonna get both of them a watch I think it's still a good play because he made a pass breakup but yeah but, yeah, it, it was pretty good. All right, let's do this because I do need to get to some sponsors. Zach, we're going to go three here, okay? We're going to go three. 
Let's hit our buddies over at Drake Williams Law Firm. Let's talk about a guy, good friend, Carol False, as well. And then you can go and do my, my good friend, Tyler Alexander. So fire in all of your comments, every single one of your comments. I see that you're already getting them in there. We'll go back to the ones that we have. If you have any more, fire them in there. We do a Q&A. We start that next. Stay with us by the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino with AYS sent you on by. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with the great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985 395 4300 985 395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. He will sell your house and find you a new Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. All right, we are back. We're back. <laughs> All right, let's get to y'all's questions. Zach, you got some of them start up in here. Lee says, how were the running backs? Deep, man. They looked really good. They looked really good. Uh, I mean, so I have every position group and maybe some guys that stood out. I thought Trey Bradford looked really stinking good. Uh, John Emery obviously wasn't there. Caleb Jackson looked good. But Josh Williams was up to his normal tricks. Uh, Logan Diggs looked really stinking good, too. They are deep, man. LSU is absolutely loaded at running back. Loaded at running back. Going to be really interesting to see uh, how they look as the season goes on. Bo says, Blake, who will be the starting interior defensive line? I, I mean, it's going to be Mason Smith and Makai Wingo. Uh, but Jacoby and Guillory got some run in there, and so did Jordan Jefferson, the big nose tackle from West Virginia. I will admit, so of the defensive line, I obviously went out there and watched Mason Smith. Like, hey, man, I I'm with Mason Smith. I've torn my ACL. He did again, uh, uh, you know, what, 10, 12 years ago. He did as well last year. And you always just want to see how guys are moving. I'm going to be real with you. I could not tell that he tore his ACL. I really couldn't. That dude is a freak of nature. He's got to have a big year. He needs to have a big year for himself um, individually, but he's got to have a big year for you if you want to do some of the things that you're intending to do here. I, I thought Jordan Jefferson, though, he here's what I'll say. Jordan Jefferson's going to play. <laughs> I, 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 hey, man, for that big of a dude, 
you ain't supposed to move like that. So we talk about a lot of these D linemen, Parishan, Jalen Lee, this guy, that interior, man. I I ain't saying Makai Wingo's getting beat out because he won't. But uh we could we somebody gonna get beat out and Jordan Jefferson gonna play. And he's gonna play a lot. So we'll have to wait and see. Penn Jones with a $999 super chase says, How were the freshman tight ends? So let's and he said, What about Zalance Hurd? So Let's talk about the young tight ends. Markway is kind of trimmed down a little bit. He's not as big and buff as he once was. I ain't as good as I once was. But my, how the years have grown. But he looked pretty good. He was not as clean in the receiving game as I thought he would may, maybe would be. But Camorian Pimpton... <laughs> Man, Kamarian Pimpton won the day. Pimpton won the day. It's not close. Like, quarterbacks look fantastic. Um, Running backs you knew were going to be deep, and they were. Receivers look good, but Kamarian Pimpton, if you're just watching him for the first time, like he 1000% won the day. So I'm not saying that he's going to take Mason Taylor's job by any stretch of the imagination. He is going to play. Cause he, they did not stop him today. They did not stop him today. Um, Zach, can you do me a favor? Can you read through some of these comments for me? Because Ben is screaming his head off. Hold on. I'm going to let Zach come in, and I'm going to step out for just a minute. So, Zach, get on some of these questions, and I'll come back in. All right. All right. Let's see what we got here. So many coming in, flying in. I, I, Y'all, I've started so many because um, I don't even know if Blake's going to be able to get to all of these. Uh, Kevin Haybear said, Kelly said today that DBs were working on technique. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Uh, cause per Blake, uh, they, they didn't look so hot. They, they didn't look so hot. And that's gonna, that's gonna honestly just take some time with the DBs. Um, as I said to Blake before the show, like there is a lot of talent in the secondary, but I think everybody knows going into this season, like, that's one of the biggest question marks for sure. That's one of the biggest question marks for me. There's talent there, but can you put it all together? There's so many, there's a lot of bodies. I mean, it's kind of like running back. Like there's so many different names. There's so many different bodies that you have in the secondary. Um, but how is it all going to come together? I mean, that's the biggest thing. I uh, see King said Pimpton will be what we all thought the head, uh, head K, I guess my head coach from Georgia was supposed to be the head. Ca- oh, okay. Okay. I see what you did there, C. I see what you did there, C. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of really good things that I've heard from, about Pimpton, too. Uh, apparently, he had a really good day uh, today. Was 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 phenomenal. Obviously, have Mason Smith there. That's going to be an, an exciting group to watch uh, through fall camp because, obviously, you had to lean heavily on Mason Taylor last year. I mean, he was your guy last year. I mean, that, that's it. I mean, you had other bodies there, but that that's really what it was last year. Like, you Mason Taylor was a guy, and then you had other bodies there, right? Um, but now, with the tight end room that you have now, you're going to be able to rotate guys in and out. There's, you're going to be able to have two tight ends in, uh, in in, in certain uh, play sets that are that are both out there at the same time. So, you know, I'm really excited to see what that looks like this season because we we didn't get to see really any of that last season. Uh, it was just a Mason Taylor. Uh, tight end room pretty much and so now you're a lot deeper there uh brandon reese i'm interested to see how shelton sampson does yeah and i think i thought somebody else say mentioned you know here here's anthony b saying said how did the freshman's receive freshman receivers look um i'm interested to see that as well because 
it's going to be tough for them to get on the field, in my opinion. I mean, unless you're in a blowout game, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, there's going to be a rotation, obviously. But with so many guys that came back and with the guys that were really uh, your weight toters from last year that are that are still back, um, it's going to be interesting to see how some of these freshmen get onto the field. And a guy like Landon Ivey had a, had a good spring. I'm interested to see how you know how he plays a role as well. Uh, obviously, Aaron Anderson has been talked about a lot this this uh, this off season. Uh, he had a good day, as mentioned. So, I think it's gonna be tough, Blake, to find uh, find playing time for a lot of these freshman wide receivers. What do you think? I think you got nine guys that you feel good that can go out there and catch passes. That's a lot of bodies. It's a, it's a lot, lot of bodies. bodies. A lot of play time. Thank you. You didn't hear Ben screaming his head off? Nah, Ben's a good kid. No. Thank, thank you, Zachary. Thank you for uh, stepping in there for just a minute. All right. You threw me My thing, bad. I, I tried. I tried. You did a good job. Yeah, I was listening. <laughs> you did a good job. All right. Uh, Roderick Duga says, you, that's, why, that's why you're the man, and Zach will always be the man. Uh, said he heard Anderson going to be uh, a jack of all trades. So, look, getting back into it, I just think that Aaron Anderson, you call him 7-Eleven, man, because he's always open. He He's always open. I, I like – I've always liked him as a prospect. Want to see him in the return game? So, we'll see on that. You know what's one thing that we did not um, talk about was – because of the very, very, very unfortunate, the very unfortunate um, incident and news of Coach Lindsey, Bob Diaco came in there and kind of ran things. And and look, I don't think that John Jancic is going to be coaching special teams. We saw a special teams period today, and John and every coach was running the period, but. Coach Diaco, who has been a special teams coordinator before for Brian Kelly, when they actually had a top five special teams unit, was out there, and that man's got energy. That was one thing that I left out, and he knew what to do at the jack position. I mean, he was teaching up those guys, and the good thing is is that he has experienced dudes in that role with uh, Ovia Gofu, Braden Swenson, and... Jackson Howard, who's been there, you know, for a semester, but does have some experience there too. So I do like um, seeing that for them. C. King asked about this earlier, uh, but I missed it. And so I'll get to Mario's crystal ball uh, on this question. He, they, he says, I got high expectations for LaTerrence Welsh. I do too. I just think that he did not have a really clean day. He did not have a really clean day. I, look, Malik Neighbors is going to work over a lot of people. And the one thing that we should probably talk about, like, man, LaTerrence Welsh really won't see a lot of better receivers, maybe a handful. In college football, that's going to be better than Malik. Malik worked over a lot of people. Like, I remember that there was a throw, um, and Jaden put such good touch on it, over Harold Perkins hands and Harold Perkins jumped and they're in zone coverage that's what I was talking about earlier the touch pass that Jaden had uh, right over Harold Perkins's outstretched arms right into the bread basket of Malik neighbors and that was a tutty man that's a tutty like that is a 1000% that's a tutty Malik's gone they were stretching the field vertically y'all and if this continues, I think that we'll just have to ask BK, like, hey, man. And I don't think it is going to continue. Like, I don't think it's going to continue. I think that the DBs are going to respond because you've got a lot of talent in that room. And they're going to start giving the receivers a little bit of taste of their own medicine. I really do think that. I know a lot of people are worried about what happened at DB today. And, and I'm with you. I, I'm I, Okay. But I think they're going to respond. I think they're going to respond. Um, 
Anthony B. Saint said, how did the freshman receivers look? Sheldon Sampson's a guy, man. Like, he can he can go over the middle and is not scared to go over the middle. Um, the one play that he just had Denver Harris, two five-star guys going at it, he had Denver Harris just beat. If Nuss puts enough on that timing-wise, he's gone. And speaking of Denver, like there was a there was a, a play, that exact play, when Shelton Sampson, like he broke up the pass and Shelton Sampson's on the ground and, you know, Denver's fired up and he kind of pushes Shelton Sampson down, you know, pushes him down, is on top of him, pushing him down. And I, I got to look, Brian Kelly came unglued on him. I mean, not, I probably shouldn't say unglued, but he let Denver Harris know how the cow's going to eat the cabbage here. I'm not going to repeat what I heard. It's not for, you know, it's it, I'm not going to repeat what I heard. But Brian Kelly let him know, don't go on the ground. Like, guys, we got to play. Stop that. And he kind of, I mean, he just told Denver, like, things are not like they're at A&M. They're not like that here. They're not like that here. Hopefully Denver can... um build off of that rep that he had. And I know that there's a lot of anger to that. You know, like, I, I get that. I mean, a lot of people wrote this guy off after some of the incidents that he had at Texas A&M. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. Jason Brumfield says, Pimpton is our version of Darnell Washington. I think he's the opposite. I think he's the opposite of, of, of Darnell Washington. I think he might be your version of Brock Bowers or maybe not that high because he's not that, you know, he's not as fast as Brock Bowers. He might be your version of Kyle Pitts, man. How that kid was a three-star, how that kid was committed, was going to commit to Vanderbilt is beyond me. Now, Let's see what happens. Now, let me say this. Let's see what happens when the pads get on. Because if he's got to do a little blocking, that can change a lot of things. That can change a lot of things now. Mike Brown says there's no pass rush. I, I mean, Mike, I do agree with what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. But are you... but? Let me let me ask you this question, Mike. Are you, do you believe that there's not going to be a scenario where you're in man-to-man -man coverage throughout the year and there's not a pass rush and a guy can sit in the pocket? I, I mean, you're going to have to ask yourself that question. But guys, it's man-on-man -man coverage. It's the toughest thing you can do. You don't know what they're running. I get that. But there are a lot of zones in that as well. A lot of zone coverage in that as well. We didn't see that today, uh, Zach. That's a good question, but we didn't see that. In pass pro, I, I did not see that. Kevin says, Blake, let's talk some O-line. Let's do it. Um, I know Mike that he spoke, he spoke about it, but I don't give, I don't agree with him just cause he spoke on it doesn't mean I agree with him. What if there's not a pass rush? Mike, like what if there's not a pass rush? You know what I mean? Like if there's not going to be any pressure on the QB, I, I, I mean, like it doesn't mean that they should be getting beaten in zone coverage. Doesn't mean they should be getting beaten, man. Like, at some point, this is seven on seven now. I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I'm with you with what you're saying. But, no, man, they got to win some of these reps. They got to win some of these reps. Kevin says, let's talk to O-line, so let's do it. So, the O-line today came out as such. Obviously, I mean, and it's not anything new really um and I probably you know i get talked people get mad at me because they say i talk too much o-line 
Will Campbell, uh, Dellinger actually started left guard today. Turner, and then Frazier, and then Jones. Uh, LaTerrence Welsh was at right tackle, which everybody assumed that he would be. They assumed that he would be there. Mason Lunsford was at right guard and left guard with running with the second team along with Marlon Martinez. Tyree Adams was with the second team at left tackle. I, I mean, they didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, but they did look good. Um, you could tell that like Mason Lunsford is a very aggressive dude. Very aggressive dude. Um, likes to finish blocks, man. Likes to finish blocks. But let me ask this question. If you don't anticipate Delance Hurd being your right tackle by the end of the year and moving Emory Jones into guard, why do you put him there? Because the kid said he wants to play left tackle. He probably, and more than likely, God willing, if something did happen to Will Campbell, he would probably be the one that kicks over there. Kind of tells you something. I did think Miles Frazier did look impressively good. What did I say? Did I say Welsh or did I say Lance? I don't know. Everybody's saying I, I, I said Welsh. Lance Hurd, excuse me. I apologize. <laughs> so many names. That's my fault, guys. If Hurd is... Why would um, Lance Hurd be playing right tackle if they don't anticipate him being there? Because the kids already come out and said, I want to play left. And I do think he would back up Will Campbell and would be there if something went down with him. That's my, that's my bad. Yeah, can't misspeak, man. Can't misspeak. That's on me. That's on me. I'll, I'll accept that. They know. They know. I. Who, they know who I meant. Um, didn't really do a whole lot. You know, they went through some team periods. Um, so yeah. Uh, Chili said, Blake, there's a super chat about Javen Taviano. Okay, let's get to it. And he says, Blake, I heard Taviano looked really, really good. I wouldn't say really, really good. I would say that he showed flashes of being a really good player. But let me give an example. Okay, because he was at safety today, Chili. And um, three straight times, because I remember this, because we, we were talking about this when we were watching it with everybody that's out there. There were three times that the tight ends got got one on him. Jackson McLaughlin, or McLaughlin, um, was also out there running some routes too. But they lined him up in the slot purely. That was also pretty interesting. Um, but the tight ends kind of ate his lunch uh, a little. But as the practice did go on, and this is where this is coming from. When practice went on, he had three pass breakups in the team period. But he did give up some catches. So to say he was really, really good, like really, really, like that's two reallys. I would say he had a well above average day. I would say he was in the top three of guys that had a good day at DB. Yes. Yes. I would say that. What I say, McLaughlin, <laughs> McGohan. Y'all know what I mean, man. I'm so bad with names. Y'all know that. The heat got me, Zach. The heat got me. I'm dehydrated. Nicholas said, what's Womack look like? Well, Deshaun is, well, first off, he's not 280. I told you he wasn't 280. I don't know where this He's blown, ballooned up to 280 came from. That's not close to being true. 
All right, I'm glad this question was asked about Deshaun Womack. Remember, Zach, a year ago? Remember a year ago I came on here day one from camp and I said, Harold Perkins is a different dude? Like, you remember that? Okay, I was like, look, I can tell by the way he runs. I can tell by the way he moves. I can tell by the way he covers. I can tell by the way he speed rushes. The three newcomers that stood out the most, Kamorian Pimpton, Deshaun Womack. Man, I'm going to say DJ Chester looked pretty nasty, dude. Old DJ Chester might be a little something. So those were the three like freshmen that I walked away from being like, oh, oh. Oh, dog, Womack's going to be something serious. Womack's going to be something serious. How does he hold up in the run game portion of things? I do think he's going to rotate in with Savion Jones. I do think he's going to rotate. He might be able to stand up. He's going to have a, he's going to be in a third down package. George says, Blake, it wasn't Ben. You hit to hit the bong. I do not hit bongs. <laughs> no, man. Y'all know who I mean. Come on, give it. Can, I, can you give me a little grace? Can y'all give me a little grace? It's by uh, grace we're saved through faith and not by works. Oh, Zachy. How about that? Didn't think your boy knew that, did you? I'm read up scripturally. Scripturally? Scripturally? Dead Eye Jed, what's up, bud? Says, don't worry, be happy. It will all come together. <laughs> I don't live by that notion, dude. I, I Like, I, I know what you mean. I don't live by that notion. Like, oh, don't worry about it, Blake. It'll be okay. Uh, can we talk about just like what happened today? You know what I mean? Can we can we talk about like what just happened today? Will it get better? Yeah, but we don't have to, you know. You hear something you don't want to want to hear, and you're like, oh well, it'll get better. No, who looked good? Now, I saw people send me this question, and I'm, I was purposely purposefully ignoring it, Zach. I am not going to compare this team to to 2019 LSU, or 2019 offense. Not even close. We got to stop that. I will say it looked good. They look good. Let's see what happens when pads come on. But I'm not going to say that. Um, Jamar says, what about Quincy Wiggins? Kind of looked a little sluggish in the in the um in the reps that we saw him take. Kind of looked a little slow. A little. To be real with you. Yeah, looked a little slow. And he was ro he was rotating with the three dudes. So he's going to have to pick it up a little bit. Yeah, he's going to have to pick it up a little bit. Because you can't be rotating with the with the three dudes, man. You just can't. Uh, Trip Block says, Blake, when the pads come on, I think next Tuesday. I think next Tuesday, Trip, this is when they come on. All right, a couple more, then we'll we'll get on uh, out of here. Um, one final thing I did think was interesting today from Brian Kelly when we were at the press conference was him talking about gaming and uh, uh, the injury report. And it was pretty cool to see a coach just kind of come out and say, hey, man, all that speculation about th their team's injuries, yeah, that's kind of horse crap, right? Like, that's kind of horse crap. Like, we're going to adjust anyway. Like, if we don't know if they have a quarterback going, we were going to adjust anyway. Like, that's kind of... That's kind of BS. Like, we don't think about it. Like, we're preparing to do what we need to do to win the game. I do think that was interesting. But you're going to see – I think you might see more coaches do that. I, I think you might see some more coaches do that. I think it was 320 pin. Uh, but I think you might see more coaches do that in the, in the future. Now, Saban probably won't. But he – you know, Brian Kelly's just going to be transparent, man. And he's given us a lot of practices and – 
we're going to scrimmages this year again. So it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really, 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 really fun. Look at this question. How did Miles Brennan look today? Married. That's what he looked like. I think that's a good way to end it here, Zach. I think it's a good way to end it. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.